Do you know how I know people are over this season of the challenge? Because we're getting letters, letters, as if this is 1800. We're getting comments, messages, and emails asking for more content from us talking about Toronto. I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast talking about Toronto. Um, we got an email, an email, Sheldon, from Sally Weber, who says, I'm a longtime listener of You Killed It, of the You Killed It podcast, and an OG challenge fan. While I truly love the challenge, this is the worst season ever. No? So I'm going to ask you about something else. My family and I will be on vacation in Toronto next summer. What in your and Sheldon's favorite sites or attraction in this attractions in the city that we should visit. Many thanks. Love the podcast. First of all, thank you so much, Sally. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all our listeners. It's so kind of you to track down my email address and reach out. Um, I also, I wouldn't say this is the worst season ever, but it's not, it's a tough watch. I have theories. We are now 13 episodes into season or two. Wow. Let me try that again. We are now 13 episodes into the 39th season of the challenge battle for a new champion. Episode 273 of the You Killed It pod. And over the 272 episodes, I will say, as I was watching this last episode, it dawned on me what my issue is with this season. It's just because the people that are in the alliance that's running the house, they're not that good. So yeah. if you think about years before, right? Whether it was like whatever alliances, because we see alliances all the time. There's alliances that dominate the house, but at least they were like entertaining. If you were rooting against the alliance, you know, it's like because uh, they're super mean or they're acting like just jerks all the time and they're dissing people or making fun of people, but you love to root against them, right? Or you like to root for them. This, like when we're hearing all this talk about Jay and Michelle all the time, my reaction is kind of like, just like, meh, meh. You know, like they don't do anything to like make you really, like really dislike them or really like them. Like Jay talks a lot of trash, but it, there's nothing really behind it. Like you just don't believe it. Especially yeah, in this episode where he's trying to act tough and you're just like, who is this guy? Yeah. Um, but let's, I agree with everything you said, and we're going to circle back, obviously, to more Jay and Michelle talk because we have no choice. Well, here's, but, here's the thing. Sorry, I want to say this off the front end. I got to say this yeah. off the front end. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hyped up now. We started no. the pod. We're like three minutes in, and let's, here's the thing. Let's get cooking. Right off the front end, you know, you know what, what like really got me here. So they come back in the house. Michelle is glowing. I don't know if I've seen that glow on Michelle in terms of like the big smile on her face. It's even like her complexion change. There's like this aura coming off her face. And I realize I'm like, you know what's going on here? She shocked herself. It's yeah. like she didn't even expect to be Kara here. And that's why she had this look on her face. It was kind of like almost a sense of disbelief, but she had this like huge smile of being proud of herself. And I'll give her more credit than Jay because at least like she's done something 
in this season to to now warrant you know some place like that's at least when whatever happens at the end she could say hey i beat Kara in an elimination jay hasn't done literally anything this whole season at all and i think that's the real problem here for me with this season that's fair yeah they've just been sitting around being paranoid until arguably michelle beat Kara. but let's get let's get to the meat of sally's question what would you do what would you recommend to people coming to Toronto in the summer? I emphasize the summer because here's something that we need to, I, I don't know where you're from, Sally, but we need to emphasize because people don't believe us. Toronto's really hot in the summer. This is true. It is. You would not think that you are in Canada. It gets bonkers hot. It can get up to, uh, let me do quick maths in my head. It can get up to 102 degrees Fahrenheit in Toronto. It is humid too. It is not a dry heat here. Mm-hmm. So you got to be thinking outdoor activities. I think a Jays game in the summer is great just because the views and the sight line, dome open in the summer. There's very few things better. There's very few patios better than the dome with the roof open and the CN tower. It's just a beautiful sight. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you think, and I'm going to add something on there. Cause like the geography of, of Toronto is important. First of all, Shelly already suggested something that I would suggest a Jays game with the dome open, but before the Jays game, check out the CN tower. Mm-hmm. It once upon a time was the tallest building in the world. Now it's like, top five i think it's still the tallest in north america and you can see all the way to the united states on a clear day mm-hmm. and it's just like it's fun it's interesting and then beside the cn tower is the ripley's believe it or not aquarium which is also pretty cool you said you're going to go with your family if you were younger and not going with potentially children i recommend perhaps having some sort of edible and then going to <laughs> the uh, aquarium but it sounds like that's not the vibe. But when you're on the waterfront, the other thing that you should do is take one of the ferries or water taxis across Toronto Harbor to the Toronto Islands, which yeah. are is really what like locals do in the summertime. And there's actually there's like 27 islands that we call it the island, but there's 27 of them that are sort of interconnected. This is a pro tip, though, for even the people who are from Toronto. Last summer, in the middle of the summer, we unhacked like one of the under like renting boats. Like you can get a license through Skippery and rent these boats for pretty cheap. It's not as much as you think and get your crew and just hang out and have great days on the boat. And we did that a lot towards the end of the summer. Like it was a dope hack. Like look into that. This is not an ad. This is not whatever. But like, honestly, it was a great hack. You get your crew. Doesn't cost you nearly as much as you think. And you have a boat for a day. And you just drive around in the boat. Enjoy the sun. Go across to the island. Enjoy some more sun. You know, maybe even, you know, toss out the anchor. Hang out in the water. Hang back in. Good to go. Yeah. Um, it's all great options. Is, is there anything you want to add Sheldon? Because I have one more suggestion. 
No, I was just going to say, basically, if you are, um, depending on how old you are, and again, like if you are into trying to a scene or have some fun, basically, if you stick to Queen West, like your downtown core, I'd assume, right? Queen West, Ossington Strip, Dundas West. If you stick in those three little strips, you'll find enough bars or like restaurants that you'll be able to hit up and, you know, do all right. Um, Sheldon makes a great point about the food and bars and like nightlife of the city. We already spoke extensively about the Maddie, which if you're under 23 is a great option. <laughs> but the again, if you're here with a family, mm-hmm. I would check out St. Lawrence Market, which is like uh, our farmer's market and also the ble- best place to get the local delicacy in Toronto, which is a pea meal bacon sandwich, which really? that's what the local delicacy is in Toronto. Uh, that that's what we're known for. There's is other that, things that we're known real for. Thing? I did not know that. Shelly, oh, if buddy. you asked me that, if you asked me that question, I'd have been like, uh, I don't know. Either that or Rody. Hold on, but, but from where? Where where would you get that from? Like, where's the spot for for pea meal bacon sandwiches? Yeah. Um, there's a place called Poddington's Pump in okay. the northwest corner of St. Lawrence Market. I'll be honest, my favorite place to get pea meal bacon sandwiches is the Ford Performance Center where the Toronto Maple Leafs practice. And it's a huge like ice rink facility, <laughs> but that's also in like deepest Etobicoke. That's and hilarious. I'm not I'm not gonna send Sally and her family to 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 Kipling and Islington yeah. for no good reason beyond a sandwich and to see like an ice rink in the summer. So go to St. Lawrence Market. If you're from Toronto, though, get the pea meal bacon sandwich at the Ford Performance Center That's on Islington. Um, the other thing, and then we should probably talk about the challenge, <laughs> is Toronto has a castle. Hmm. Uh, Castleoma, which... This is true overlooks the city you might have seen it in scott pilgrim versus the world it really is a castle in like midtown toronto Mm -hmm. um and when you start like when you take a tour of it it starts off like uh fully furnished as you work your way up it sort of tells the story of how it was built and why Mm -hmm. it was built and then it's actually kind of like it's a pretty cool nice it's cool it's a nice story it's a sad story too Yes. And you might recognize it from movies like the X-Men movies because it doubled as the X-Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have escape rooms in the basement. That sounds bad, but like I mean like the fun escape rooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And a super fancy steakhouse called Blue Bloods in it. So Casaloma. I haven't been to that steakhouse. I have. It is bonkers expensive. It is the most yeah. expensive restaurant I've ever been to. It's like, I remember, you know me, Sheldon. I like wine. I'm a wine guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we'll get a ball of wine. And they bring an iPad around and there's like thousands. Like it's crazy. <laughs> and I think the cheapest bottle of wine, cheapest, and you could only get like by the bottle mm-hmm. was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Like I don't think they had anything that was like double digits. Like it yeah, was yeah, yeah. crazy expensive. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you. I but went to wine nice. there. Oh, yeah. One of my friends got married there. Yeah. That's a great venue. And one of the reasons I recommend it to tourists is I don't think people, 
understand how big Toronto is. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think people get really stuck being south of Bloor and between oh. Bathurst and Bayview, which are two of the major north south streets in Toronto. And I think Casaloma, because it's on the Summer Hill, like it's on the St. Clair Hill, you actually like see how big Toronto is, especially when you go up in one of the towers. You like understand that this is North America's fourth largest city. Third largest, third now? Fourth, fourth, fourth largest city. Um, and just like people don't, I think, really understand the scale of like Toronto City proper. Mm-hmm. Like for context, neither Sheldon nor I live in downtown Toronto, mm-hmm. but like we are both very firmly in Toronto. <laughs> like, yeah, like it takes you like an hour to drive across Toronto, no matter I, what time of day it is. I I think at this stage with the way traffic is in the city, you're lucky if you can get across Toronto in an hour. Like, yeah. I, across the 401 sure but like if you're driving across oh no i mean like in the city city like yeah yeah insane yeah you're right so my point is just that like toronto is a massive place and going to castle loma because of its uh vantage point looking out over the city it gives people better perspective yeah nope agreed totally agreed do you know who needs perspective though everyone in the house (laughs) because they're letting jay and michelle run things and even though they're like putting the pieces together like we've got colleen telling people they should go after jay and michelle raven's on her side Mm -hmm. people aren't quite getting the message i think people don't understand how the game's played i think that's the biggest problem still right like colleen like it's all purely numbers and if you realize that you're at the bottom of one alliance why not put yourself near the top of the other alliance mm-hmm. that just seems like logic to me but that's not what's really happening and then people are so focused on trying to separate olivia like olivia to me and i don't mean this in a in a diss i don't mean this as a diss but i feel like olivia needs like reassurance like i feel like she's very insecure and so whoever the person is and all these people are doing is just trying to like boost up her self by like boost up olivia by telling her horacio's not doing anything it's like what are we really talking about here like he just doesn't like hang out with you he doesn't talk game with you like horacio doesn't look like he talks game with anyone no right like he looks like he's chilling he's working out and that's it. Oh, we got a challenge? Okay, cool. I'm going to try to win said challenge. That's it. Norris, who he's obviously dating, I guess is the best word for it. She Buddha. She very reluctantly brings up the topic of politicking to him. And he has like a very strong negative reaction. Like, Olivia, it's not just you. He just like doesn't want to talk game. And like, I'm going to, this is something that bugged me throughout the episode. And like, I just want to address it now. Olivia keeps saying, oh, he hasn't protected me. He hasn't protected me. He hasn't protect you from what? (laughs) Like nobody has said her name. She hasn't been in conversations. Like no one's brought up her name and be like, maybe we should take a run at Olivia. Like protect her from what? Like what's the point of having car insurance if you're not even driving? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like what she's talking about is not real. 
but I also think that it's just an incorrect statement, right? As like, you know, conversation that happens later on in the episode with uh, Narice, where Narice is like, he's won more than all of you guys, and he's never even come close to saying your name. So how has he not protected you, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, in facts, he's won more than them and had the opportunity to go against her or to go against them, and he hasn't done it. So, yeah, it also just doesn't make sense. But it also made this uh, daily challenge even more disappointing because I thought it was a cool challenge, right? In terms of you have all the, the puzzle pieces in this like tanker truck floating around and three of the competitors have to go in, jump in, find the letters, pass them up to the person on the top of this tanker truck who then has to retrieve the letters and spell out challenge champion. Now. The reason why this was so disappointing to me was because I thought it was a really cool challenge, but then they so blatantly threw it. And I know that in last week's episode, I was saying about Michelle, I was like, of course she wouldn't throw the challenge. Why would she do that? You know, that was a difficult uh, challenge in terms of being up above the water. And why would you want to like risk your own health to do that? This challenge was a whole lot safer if you're the person in the, the, the water, let's say the water in the truck. And they blatantly threw it. They didn't even try to like hide that they were blatantly throwing it. And poor Horacio is up there asking for specific letters and they're just not giving it to them. And he knows that they threw it, but he still doesn't call them out for it. And I want people to do something here. I'd want to know if you notice this, John, but in their confessional that they had after they went, uh, Horacio, uh, who else was in Horacio's crew? It was Horacio, Michelle, Michelle, Asaf, and Colleen, right? Yeah, and Colleen actually tried. Yes. But if you pay attention to their confessional after, like in the group, Michelle has this like shit-eating grin on her face where she's like trying to hide it, but you could tell like she's almost like so proud of herself for like executing this. And I think that's also the problem I have with this season. Like Jane and Michelle are doing all these things and it's like, they're telling us it's like, they're telling us that they're like these masterminds running the house more so than actually doing anything. So when it was actually something they did like, Oh, we threw this challenge. She's so proud of herself. She can't lie. <laughs> you could see yeah. the smirk on her face. Like, Oh, I wonder what happened. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. They're pretty charisma free. But I'm gonna I'm gonna point something out to you that I believe I'm searching for it now. I believe it was Scott Yeager from Challenge Mania who pointed this out. Maybe he retweeted someone. In any event, I'm pretty sure that's where I saw it. I'm trying to give due credit. Mm -hmm. The team that won didn't actually win. Did you pick up on this? This is this was tough to to point out. Uh, Olivia Ed. Corey and Berna win. Mm-hmm. And they were up against Jay, James, Raven, and Narice, who had who they lost to by just a couple seconds. Okay. Both teams misspelled champion. For real? They had upside W's instead of M's. <laughs> That's pretty good. O- only Kylan's team actually had an M in champion. So hold on. What do we think happened? Like production just didn't notice or it was a better storyline for production to just have it be the storyline when. Well, you know what? I I think it's 
I think it's important not to confuse malice and incompetence. Mm-hmm. And I bet what happened was they like, you know, obviously they're like the tanker truck is going around. They're putting the letters on. Mm-hmm. And in that circumstance, it's very hard if you're production to be like, Hey, you just put an upside W in to the Elm slot. Yeah. yeah, Right. So it it's finished. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say? You guys got to do it again. No, you're disqualified. You lose. I guess so. I mean, I guess that's the solution, but also in fairness to them, they don't know what the font looks like, right? Like you can only tell it's a W instead of an M because it's like more winged. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry for listeners. I don't know how to describe this. I'm using hands. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the M is like up and down. Yeah, it's more horizontal and not on an angle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Gotta hit them angles. Sorry. Um, yeah, so, no, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I didn't I'm notice not, it. I'm gonna have to check that back. Longtime listeners know that I, I love a good challenge conspiracy. I, I genuinely don't think that this was meant to be a conspiracy. I just think, like I said, the format, what they should have done is just had no W's in the tanks. Fair. Yeah. Right just to avoid this or or maybe they just made a call and they're like you know what close enough you know but like mm-hmm. it, it is worth pointing out only one team had an m <laughs> yeah no super interesting stuff there for sure um as you mentioned you mentioned the the winners and i mean the, sorry there's one thing i got to point out also the loser behavior jay mooning everyone like yeah. at the time he thought he did a really good job and he did a lot of Ric Flair woos in this episode, feeling himself a lot. But to me, it's like, are you celebrating that hard and mooning everyone when like, should you be that happy and bragging when really the other groups is through it? And Jay didn't even win. Also true. <laughs> also true. Yeah. I don't get it. It was strange. Very, very strange. And the people in their alliance, like Corey holds like way too much sway in their alliance. And he's just not a good player and not trustworthy and is kind of playing both sides. And I don't understand how like you place that person over trustworthy, hardworking Horacio. That makes no sense to me. I mean, I, I understand why they're threatened by Horacio, but like, I don't like them besmirching Horacio's good name. Mm, exactly. Because exactly. like Horacio in a final, should beat all of these people, except maybe Kyland or Ed. Like in my mind, the top three men are Horacio, Kyland, and Ed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And so, like, I understand why he's a threat from that perspective. But the they're saying like, oh, he's untrustworthy. He's a snake. He's the most reliable, straightforward person. Like he is like yeah. Like that's and, why none of this works is because like he's just a, a straight up dude. Yeah, and from speaking of unreliable Jay's conversation with Olivia, where he continues to lie to her, telling her the only reason Horacio's makes it has made it this far in two seasons is because of her. Like he's still pitching this lie, but he's saying it confidently enough that it sounds like it could be good. True. But it literally makes absolutely no sense. Cause you know, he's been in the house this long this season because he's won. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Olivia. Again, as Narice said, he mm -hmm. keeps winning dailies. Like, there was four weeks where you couldn't get rid of him because he was safe. <laughs> and Jay had no response to that. He's just like, stop talking over me. While Narice yeah. is making very good points, he's like, I'm not going to yell with you. I'm not going to yell with you. And it's like, she's not yelling, first off. And you don't have a comeback to her true statement. No. <laughs> it's too funny. I also think just because Horacio doesn't talk doesn't mean that he doesn't have their backs. 100%. Right? Like, he doesn't talk game. I think Horacio is here for the team for the competition right mm -hmm. he's here for the athletic competition not the social game he's here for the athletic competition to try to win money and just because he's not you know behind the scenes hiding in a room plotting and scheming with jay huddled up every day or olivia doesn't mean that he doesn't have their back and i just find that hilarious right because he just wins and mm -hmm. you know him and olivia talk but i don't really think much is solved no because what Olivia is Olivia's issues with Horacio, they're not about Horacio. They're yes. about her own insecurities. I mean, it's obvious from that conversation. There's nothing he could say to dissuade her, right? Like mm -hmm. she's just in her head yeah. about him and about their friendship. And she just like, she can't see anything else. Yeah. Right. Like even like Narice has been trying to talk her out of this for weeks now. Mm hmm and like Narisa, I, I also like and think is a straightforward person. She's also just been telling the truth and Olivia can't just like can't hear it. Yeah. Um, the interesting twist, though, in this before we get to the elimination was just the rally of Kylan. So obviously the winners, they choose Horacio to go in to the elimination. Right. Um the house vote though, there's a bit of a debate because the house is going back and forth over who to pick and Colleen and Kylan and Zara think that they have numbers. Like there's a world in which they have the numbers to get Jay to be the other person that goes in. And basically it hinges on a couple things. One, who is Norice going to vote for? But then also your man's James and Zara and them go to James try to explain what's going on and right away james says yeah i don't really know much about the gameplay stuff i leave that to <laughs> i leave that to mariah and it's like this guy is just a meathead right like i'm not reading that wrong that's not nope. i feel like that's not mean if it's accurate but this will be the name of this episode they ask him about it and they're making sense they're like dude you're at the bottom of their alliance they're gonna throw you in as soon as it's convenient for them which is true or you could be at the top of this alliance. And he's like, yeah, that all sounds good, but I got to check with the boss first. <laughs> it's like, oh. All right, man. And what does he do, John? He tells Mariah. And what does Mariah do? Uh, she immediately goes and tells Jay in front of Colleen, too. <laughs> yeah. The gameplay in this season is just, yeah. But in confessional mariah explains oh yeah this is this is a good idea because it'll keep james safe for one more week because it shows that people can trust him mm -hmm. no more I mean, that's what she thinks but that's what she thinks but that's not what's going to happen no not at all uh and then jay once he finds out this information i feel like he, he tried out. to do a, a trope that we've seen before in the house 
Like we've seen other people at different times, whether it's bananas or Wes or, you know, whoever it is be like, Oh, you guys are trying to come at me. Okay. Let's go. And, and like give the tough guy act like, sure, let's go down. Let's go do this. And he tries to do that, except nobody's buying it. And Zara says, I think he's trying to act cool, but he's actually sweating profusely and he doesn't look calm at all. I thought that was hilarious. Even Kylan is like, hey, like you need to chill out. He's like, I am chill. Like I like Jay had like a full on like meltdown, but is like trying to hide it and like laugh it off. He was not okay with being nominated or like people even saying his name, which I think to me is one of the reasons why Michelle and Jay are so unlikable. Mm-hmm. Because they're so paranoid. Jay like, so much more than than Michelle. Michelle seems pretty low key. She just kind of like, hey, let's let our alliance be, whatever. Like we'll try to fight it. But Jay is like actively out here doing Ric Flair woos. Being like, come on, let's go. And Kylan's calm, like, dude, you're kind of aggro right now. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, you got to chill. Um, but they they don't do anything with confidence. True. Everything's an emergency. Everything is, I oh, I heard that. Oh, my God. I heard you actually thought about saying my name. And, like, it's all, all insecure. Uh, listener Shannon Planer says... I'm with you. I need Jay and Michelle out. I can't fucking stand them. It's not even love to hate. I just hate them. I didn't dislike either of them on Survivor. And then she said, uh, added, I've been watching some ex on the beach just to see where some of these people came from. And I didn't like him on there either. I guess Jay just doesn't just didn't get enough screen time on Survivor at the beginning of his challenge career. I cannot stand their arrogance. Put them on a season with real challenge people and they will look like the jokes that they are. Every episode, I hate these two more. I agree with everything Shannon is saying. Like these two, for me, the whole season has been frustrating. But Jay and Michelle, like every time they come on the screen, I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I was so excited at the prospect of Jay being sent in. Like, I want those two off my screen so badly. They ruin. They're the, they're not the only problems with the season, but they are the most acute problems with the season. Yeah, I think too the reason why they rub viewers the wrong way is because they tell us that they're running the house, but there's no real reason for that. It's literally just because they say so, right? And it's not because they've earned it. It's not because they win challenges. It's not because they've done well before. It's not because they're way more experienced than the other people on the show. Like I just literally don't get it. It's super strange, but. We get this deliberation. Everything ends up going against Kylan. So he ends up being the name going into the elimination. We got to we gotta talk about this nomination, though. Normally, the nominations on this season are useless. Mm-hmm. This nomination, though. I thought it was useless, too. No, no. Horacio starts it off. Mm-hmm. Votes for Jay. They get four jo- votes. Jotes. They get four votes on Jay. And then it comes to Norris. She burns her vote on a Manuel. At which yeah. point, Colleen, who is the one who instigated this rebellion, mm-hmm. votes for Horacio. Yep. And with her flipping, James flips. If those three don't flip, mm-hmm. Jay is the one who goes in. 
Yeah. Even if Colleen and James stick to their guns, mm-hmm. then Jay goes in. Yeah. I mean, again, this is just having a lack of understanding of how the game goes because Colleen keeps saying, she's like, well, if, if we don't have the numbers, then why would I do that? Cause it's going to come back to me. It's like, um, in case you didn't notice, you've now then just openly lied to Kylan and you've already told Jay that you're not working with them anymore either. So the both sides of the house, you're untrustworthy. And, and Colleen's whole approach in this, her whole argument was I'm at the bottom of Jay's Alliance. So like, he's not, I'm not his priority. He's shown that time and time again, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Right. And, and when you say, Oh, well, we'll just do it next time. You might be down a guy. Like you might lose a vote because it's like your, your position is weakening and your situation hasn't changed. Yeah. Agreed. Just terrible gameplay. Yeah. Terrible gameplay, but you know, at least we ended up with, Kylan and Horacio in a challenge that in an elimination that I think both of them would have done really well in because it's basically like an endurance elimination and Brad comes in and you know, Brad won one challenge season, you know, but Mm -hmm. he's a challenge. OG. He's a vet. Um, not mad at Brad. Cool. I was disappointed because I thought it was going to be CT and Brad is a step. Brad is the poor man. CT. Not even he's like the, homeless man ct (laughs) but here's the thing this challenge i thought this elimination was really cool and i know that uh corey tried to make it seem like oh it was because kylan was moving the planks two at a time instead of one at a time that didn't matter okay this was just straight endurance and because whether you move the planks one at a time or two at a time as long as you were able to maintain a pace that was faster than the other person, because it's 10 times you had to go up and down this, this platform. Right. Mm-hmm. And Kylan didn't even look like he was breaking a sweat. Like he looked like he was working hard, but Brad looked like he was gassed out and I don't blame him. That was a hard challenge. I think this one was really all about uh, stamina. Mm-hmm. And I think that, the real move is try to take two balls up at a time. Yeah. Because that way you're just taking fewer trips. Yep. Suddenly it's five trips instead of 10 trips. Even if you only do it once, then you're taking nine trips instead of 10 trips. I feel like someone like Jordan would have figured that out or bananas or Wes, one of those type of players, you know, would have tried that Devin maybe. Yeah. Or another related idea (coughs) early on, move as many of uh, balls as you can up to the second lowest level. Mm-hmm. So you're just not going as far. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes sense. And also if you made it like, I don't know. Nah, that wouldn't work. Never mind. You're correct. I agree with you. Kylan dominated this. I thought he did a really, really good job. And I think it, you know, put some fear into the rest of the guys in the house. Like, all right, maybe we do need to get this guy out because he's a beast. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, I have to point out, no line of the episode for me. Not, uh, a, not, yeah. a, not a great quippy cast. No. no. Right? 
Um, but who killed it for you? Did anyone kill it for you this week? Uh, I'll give Kylan credit. I think that performance in the elimination was just a job well done. Like he, it was a solid, dominant performance, you know. And I, I give him credit for that because I think that was a hard challenge. And as even as difficult as it looked, like that looked tiring, but I bet it was even harder in reality. I'm going to give an LVP to Colleen. Yeah, because. She, like what little power she had built, mm-hmm. she frittered away in that moment by not voting for Jay. Agreed. Because I mean, I already said it. I, I already roasted her on this, but just like now think about it. You go back to the house. Kylan's still in there. If you're Colleen, who like, who's listening to Colleen when she tries to assemble the next group, you know, who's, who's going to trust her? Nobody. If like Raven was already the the like the go to vote for women, now it's going to be Colleen. Like it just just disastrous gameplay. And again, let's say just Colleen votes for Jay. That's five votes on Jay, um, and maybe James swings. You know, but like make it close, make it closer than it was. But also, like her changing her vote doesn't change jay's perception of where her head's at no not at all yeah so you know it was it was foolish foolishness agreed Agreed. where where can the good people find you on social media you can find me on the app formerly known as twitter at shell alexander and on instagram at sheldon alexander big shouts to all the people liking and subscribing to the pod Wherever you're watching, listening, rate us, review us, all that fun stuff, we appreciate that. And we thank you for sending in all your comments. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and threads on uh, at Jay Chidley Hill. And also, Sheldon, people are starting to follow me on Goodreads, which is really exciting. I can't list them all off, but I got like four new Goodreads followers. Come, Come find me on Goodreads. It's a good time. I like it. I like it. Um, And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.